Like, are we picking me up? Laundry deluxe service. I feel like it is. Self-service, open daily. Hotel room service. Geeky and kinky. Holiday Inn. So, what's up, y'all? You know, it's Shy here. Um, Today, we got a special guest episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yay. Okay, start off with who you are. Okay, uh, I'm Brick. I've known Shy for about three years, and I'm a junior at Purdue studying psych and law and society. I'm Kelly. I've known Shy about the same three years. I'm a junior at Purdue, too. I'm studying brain and behavioral sciences with a minor in sociology. How did we meet? Long story short, we had a mutual friend. Oh, yeah. Um, for Kelly and I, our mutual friend, was all, she went to high school with Shy. And we danced. Shout out to Amelia. Amelia! Mm-hmm. And then. Fourth member of Black White. <laughs> Black White yeah. our, our K pop girl group coming to you in 2024. Yes. Um, we have photo cards. Is that what they're called? We, we do so, have photo cards. You know, uh, I'm like linked to merch in the description. <laughs> linked to merch. <laughs> With this next question, I wanted people to get an understanding of like the context of our friendship, right? Because mm. I feel like we have, I feel like groups of threes always have a unique dynamic. Kelly, we'll start with you. Oh. How would we describe you? Um, I don't know. That's something you guys have to figure <laughs> we out. We literally had this conversation know, last weekend. Literally. Anything that you guys said about me. I know you said I'm emotionally... What's the word? Immature. immature. <laughs> emotionally immature. I did say that, to be fair. Which, I mean, in any relationship, yes, I am emotionally immature. Funny. Unstable. Funny. funny. That's a good one. Yeah, we always describe you as funny. Funny. I'm the funny friend, but not the pretty friend. It's okay, you guys. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know that the funny friend is like always the ugly one. I don't think any of or us I'm are just ugly. Both, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like we're all very. I'm attractive. beautiful and so funny. I'm a double threat. Okay, Bree, how would we describe you? I'm assuming I can't swear on here. No, you can swear. I would say I feel like I I, I definitely have been embodying the whole dumb bitch idea for the past few weeks. But I think a nicer way to say dumb bitch would just be like Aaron. Yeah. But Kelly has also described me as easily entertained, <laughs> which I would agree with. I think that's true though. Like it definitely is true. How would y'all describe me? Oh, I was. I thought you were asking us that. I was like, you're supposed to describe. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> 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 no, for real. Um, I think you guys would say that I. Well, you said I'm blunt. Mm. but I'm also social. Mm-hmm. I hit the basics. Yeah. What did you eat today? All I had was a sweet chili stir fry. I texted Bree and I was like, if I order AJ's, uh, would you? Fun fact, you so I you texted me that and I didn't realize what time you had texted me at because I was reading the 48 Laws of Power book and I was like, man, I really hope no one texts me while I'm reading this book because I had my phone on the charger. Lo and behold, Shad texted me. I, I did text you. I was like, yeah. And it was 3.22 at that point, and I was like, damn. <laughs> what is the 48 Laws of Power? Yeah, the author also wrote the, like, Art of Seduction, and, like, the book is apparently banned in prisons. Laws of Power for, like, if you want to have power. Like, the chapter I just read today was, um, Never Reveal Your Intentions and to use smoke screens. But the first Law of Power, which I think is very interesting, is never outshine the master. Who wrote this book? I think his name's Robert Greene. A man. Automatically. Why are you reading this book? I read it because one, I saw on TikTok it was banned in prisons. And two, when I went to Barnes and Noble, it was behind the counter. 
and that's where you know the good shit is. Like they keep the K-pop albums back there. You <laughs> know, people steal. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, they don't want me to have this book, so I'm gonna buy it. Also, it's like if a man wrote it, you want to see how they're thinking of how they can get power, and you're just like, hmm, hmm be shady, don't outshine, like the recognize. <laughs> But it's like, so weird. like it makes sense. He gives like historical examples when he's talking about the laws. How and far are you? I'm only in the third chapter. It's a big book, bro. Also, I had chickpea curry and rice today. <laughs> With meat sticks. I, I, forgot. I <laughs> automatically assumed you both just ate together. Oh no. No. Speaking of power though, this gets us into our first topic of today. I kind of wanted to talk about religion in the U.S., like using the cool knowledge we've learned from undergrad. Mm. I feel like a lot of people here, like non-religious people, talk about religion in a like kind of like a bigoted way, and they're immediately turned off from their perspective. But I was thinking about this more today. Like, I feel like you can have conversations about something you don't necessarily participate in because it exists in the world and because it's AmeriCorps, where we always want to have an opinion on something. The fact I that you just said AmeriCorps, so. <laughs> Okay, but like it is. Cause like Americans like have an opinion on everything. But then also I'm like, okay, I'll be respectful. So are either of you religious? Not really. I would say I used to be back in middle school when I was getting confirmed into the church. It was like, we were there every Sunday. We were there on special holidays. We were there during the week for classes. But then as soon as I got confirmed, we never went back to church ever again. We didn't go to church like often. It was like maybe like couple of Sundays or something and then it used to be like the holiday only Easter never Christmas though but Brie you would say you're loosely religious loosely Catholic I would say I'm loosely Catholic because I'm not gonna lie if my family was just like we want to go to church at like 2 p.m 3 p.m I'd be like okay I'll go listening to the preachers are very inspiring sometimes like they are very good public speakers and you know sometimes when you're having a bad day it does feel good but it's not something I would like willingly go to on my own kelly are you would you say like at one point in your life you've practiced a religion i don't think i have like it was just never something big to me it was just kind of like oh you know people are religious like i just to me i didn't care so i was thinking about this last night when we were hanging out this kind of takes in like to account a psychological model of like how humans function in group like dynamic and so i said community traumatic experiences and then moral foundation or structure. Like those are the three things that I think that draws people into a church. I would argue that each religion operates off of those principles. The stuff that I hear, it's like, yeah, you know, I found God when I was at my lowest moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we were literally talking about this as we were walking here. Are you serious? Like like, I would broaden it to just like vulnerability and not just traumatic events, because then it's like, well, children. Like, you know, that's when they like, a lot of children will be like more into religion as they're younger because they're vulnerable and that's what they're being told. No, but even then when you're a child, it's a form of structure. It's a form of routine. It's a form of community. Definitely the whole, I felt like I was really like depressed or like somebody had died and this and that. And like, they feel so like vulnerable and just sad. And then like they turn to God or to like some kind of religion or faith and then they get into it. So I'm like, I definitely agree with that one. I was also gonna say relating to children, like, you know, there are some people out there who say that we are brought into this world and that give it, like being brought into this world is the first traumatic event that we all experience. Interesting. You see that? <laughs> Just get brought into the world. You're like, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> but I guess I take a more critical approach to this because I see religion being used in the political sphere, and I see Ugh. the. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I feel like traditional Western religion has always been a staple of the United States, regardless of if everyone's like, that's a religion or not. Because, like, there's no national religion, right? But I would say, like, they derive from Christianity. Like, I was going to say, wasn't the first... Now, someone correct me. I'm not good with my American history. Wasn't, like, the first English settlers, weren't they, like, Protestant or something? See, I don't know the difference between all of these. Me neither. Well, I think Protestant falls under like the whole because i think christian christianity is like the big umbrella because yep. like catholicism falls under christianity and so does like lutheranism falls yep. under christianity where does baptism fall i would under assume it would also be christianity okay. but it's a foundation of this nation unfortunately what is it i know someone once said and i fully believe that like religion is one of the biggest causes of war and problems mm-hmm. with nations and so like that's the thing that always gets me is like if you really believed and followed this religion, you should be more loving and accepting, but then you're like going against this other group that's just slightly different than you, even though you guys practically have mostly the same morals. Everyone seems to forget that like religion over the years has caused probably millions of people to die and for the sake of their religion, which I find bonkers. Like why do we all suddenly forget that religion has been used for not good things, for not what it's been like it's intended for? And I blame that on human error. And then also I thought the concept of marriage was very sexist mm. in the sense of like the woman turns to or the wife turns to her husband and her husband turns to God. That did not rub me the right way. Mm-mm. So let's shift gears and let's talk about womanhood. I know that the idea of women is constantly like shifting and changing even more so like now than it has in the past. So what changes do you think you've seen like with the identification as a woman in 2023? I want to bring up this point. I don't know if this is directly answering the question. Okay. In our apartment, we are 21 and our other roommate was reading off of like a Jack Daniels like bottle and it was like women who are pregnant should not be drinking this and the roommate goes i'm surprised they have women who are pregnant written on here and i was like yeah you would think that would be common sense at this point like if you're pregnant not to drink alcohol and she goes no i'm surprised it doesn't say birthing persons or and i was like that's the one thing i've noticed this like over the past year the healthcare field trying to be more inclusive but also simultaneously dehumanizing women Okay, can, let me talk about this because Hassan talked about this on his stream and I would 100% agree. This is vice signaling. Like, of course it's not going to say that because in reality, trans men who have kids are such a minuscule part of the population that like it applies to them. And I'm assuming that any person who is going to give birth knows the basis of like, Mm, probably shouldn't drink alcohol. There's yeah. something called fetal alcohol syndrome. Mm, probably shouldn't smoke like and consume drugs. Mm, I should probably eat healthily because these are like common sense things you would do when you're literally growing another being in your body. So like the vice signaling of like <laughs> doesn't say birthing person. It's not woke. It's like cringe because like no one is genuinely trying to make this a thing. It's a thing because incels on Twitter who have nothing better to do than critique, verbally critique everything we say and how we say it, or like, mm, you actually need to refer to them as birthing people. I, just like, be for real. I, I just like, want, oh. I was gonna say, I just want to clarify, she didn't say it like that. 
she said it in like a mocking way because wanting to go into the medical field, they tell her to say birthing people in her classes here. No, I get that she was probably saying it didn't say birthing, like in a mocking way. But like, again, she's pre-med. Like doctors should know how to treat people like a trans man who's pregnant. So in, within the context, that's fine. With like, to extract the context of like the medical field, no one's using birthing person yeah. every day. Like, that's just not happening. And I'm not saying that it should, because I think that's like- It's just straight up dehumanizing. Yeah, it, yeah, it just reduces someone down to- And then <laughs> they wonder why women yeah. have so much issues with seeing doctors compared to men. This is what gets on my nerves, is like people take that out of context and then they're like, huh, this is what the livers think. Like, Dude. no. It's like, if you want to be called a birthing person, you, like, that is an individual choice. And like, I will respect, I will call you a birthing person if you want me to call you. I'm, right. Especially if you don't identify as a woman. Wow, we went off a on a tangent. I was going to say, we were yeah. supposed to be talking about religion. Wait, no, we were no, supposed to we be talking about now. what well, changes do you question. Oh. <laughs> what changes do you see as identifying as a woman in 2023? And so I would say, like, defining womanhood is purely subjective. Because I think, like, if you want to be a woman, you can be a woman. If you want to be a man, you can be a man. Like, if you want to be non-binary, you can be non-binary. And whatever that means to you is what it means to you. To me, being a woman in this body means showing integrity, having caring and like empathy and compassion for others, teaching others about their wrongs and praising them when they're right. Like, to me, being a woman is, that's how, like how I would define my womanhood. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of hate the idea that like, there's an overarching principle of what a woman is supposed to look like when I think that we should be moving away from that and focusing more on like the individual aspect of womanhood. How would you define being a woman to you? Both. I was really hoping you wouldn't ask that because now I'm like thinking and I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know either. Like, or does it matter? See, my mind just immediately drifts to like the stereotypical feminine traits. I saw again an Instagram story. They were like, I have been a woman for 15 years because my child just turned 50. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Being a woman does not solely surround around, so solely surround. Is not solely surrounded by the fact that you can procreate and have a child? Yes, sure. thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Like that's a stereotype of like, oh, being a woman means you have a child. No, that just comes, like you have the ability to have a child on the basis of differences in sex. Like there's no matching between like a gender and a sex, right? Like at least that's yeah. what we're trying to shift away from here. A lot of how I would define my own womanhood is being confident in myself, not to pick on the pick me girls, but like not relying on male, male validation. It's just like looking- That's good for you. <laughs> I'm like, Kelly, let's talk about that. Let's unpack that, let's unpack that. <laughs> let's expose Kelly right now. <laughs> Being in tune with your emotions. Emotional intelligence, I think, is also part of my womanhood. So, Kelly, you're not a woman. No, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm very emotionally intelligent. I'm just not very good at expressing it. When will you get it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so funny. What, if any, stereotypes of being a woman do you think you fit? Now this shit's complete opposite <laughs> gears and This is a lot easier to answer. No, for real. I like dresses. I would say I have long hair. That's a very stereotypical thing. Um, I like wearing earrings. I don't know that many stereotypes. You're easily irritable. I would yeah. say yeah. I feel like <laughs> that's men, a good I one. I feel like men are very irritable too. Actually, yeah, but it's not a stereotype they just for men. They just get aggressive when they're irritable. Yes. Yeah. 
You just get sassy. I'm sassy. I feel like this is a stereotype. I'm sassy. Yeah. Maybe that's a stereotype of a black woman. Let's talk about that. Let's talk, uh. let's talk about that. <laughs> um, do you think women should like their periods? I was thinking about this the other day. I was just like, because uh, not TMI, but I was on my period. I was like, I wonder if there are like people who have periods who are like, oh, I love this. It's like, what? You know, it just kind of exists for me. I'm just like, eh, you know, it's like just something I have to go through because of my body. It would be, it wouldn't be as much of a problem if products weren't so expensive. Mm. I was gonna say, I can think of two women who love getting their periods. What? Women who want to be mothers. Oh. Wouldn't well, they hate getting their periods? Yeah, but well, the thing they, is, if you have a regular cycle and then you kind of stop getting it and you're not pregnant, that means there's probably underlying health conditions. I'm not a health major, so don't come for me. But I feel like there's also this idea that like if you get your period regularly, you're fertile. Oh, that makes sense. Like a preemptive thing of like, oh, I've had periods in the past. This yeah. means I can have a child in the so future. So you can have, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a lot better phrasing. Yeah. And then second is just like women who don't want to have kids. But like, I'm also in the same boat as you where I'm just like, oh, it's just a thing that I have to deal with every month. Sometimes I like the pain. Help! 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 They're stimming! They're stimming <laughs> ASMR my ear! Help! Help! How do you feel about uh, feminine or submissive men? Love them. Not biased. <laughs> I love them too. I love a good feminine or submissive man. Because you know what? They don't come off as hyper -mask. And we've talked about this before with like the uh, types of people we've encountered in college. We're like, why are we more comfortable around this group of men? And why are we not comfortable around this group of men? And it's like, they're very, what is, what's the word that I say? Aggressively straight. They're aggressively <laughs> straight. And it's like, the friends that we interact with on a more weekly basis aren't overt, oh, what is it? Overt, aggressively straight. Yeah. I don't know what I was saying. And I was explaining to our other roommate and her, her guy friend, I was like, I don't know why I'm comfortable around them when I'm not comfortable around other like aggressively straight guys. Cause I would say that they're pretty like aggressively straight and I'll this this is just me being funny I was like I think it's because I find them funny and I don't associate being funny with straight men what <laughs> no but that's actually true because I okay okay actually there's a difference between also I love how saying like feminine man when I think of like a feminine quote feminine man I think of like just a man who's in tune with his emotions exactly. which yeah. is of course like reinforcing the stereotype that yeah. only yeah. women like are feminine presenting people like that's a that's a trait is to have emotions right yeah so like of course I hate saying that, but whatever, whatever. Aggressively straight people humor who are men, and then, because it's like just sexist humor, it's misogynist. Misogynistic. Like it's just misogyny, right? But then like there are men who are just funny, right? Like yeah. they can, they have humor outside of making fun of women. Mm -hmm. And that I think is attractive. No, I just, I wanted to ask because I know in the black community, there's a strong presence of like homophobia. And I feel like a lot of black men externalize their feelings because it's seen as something that's like something a female has which is cringe to say and you know um, that's like it i hate that stereotype where it's like men can't show their emotions or be emotional because it's like that's just you know from like a mental health standpoint it's just bad for them speaking it really of is. and it's like what, what are the statistics that is most most people dying by suicide are men well, Older that's men because they're too. veterans. Uh, veterans have the highest suicide rate, just so you know. It's, so yeah. that's like that's true. It's like just a lot of men, men in general too. Men in general do like, commit suicide at a higher rate. There's a lot of you know mental health issues for men. 
and they don't talk about it because, you know, they've been conditioned to not talk about it, but it's like, they keep perpetuating don't talk about it. Speaking of mental health, though, I wanted to do a mental health check. Damn. What? <laughs> I can go first. My mental health today, I feel as though, well, I have four exams this week, and so Ooh. I've been kind of, yeah. And it's also been, like, really hard to want to do work. I'm not gonna lie. It's been so hard to get myself to do work, which I recognize that, um, but I am proud of myself because I finished like the core of what I needed to get done today. But I would say overall, my mental health is improving because we're almost done. Like it's the last week and then boom. Thank goodness. What about you? I would say overall, I think my mental health really is dependent a lot. Like I noticed um, patterns with my menstrual cycle, but like I got like two little crises going on right now. In general, I'm fine. And then I, if I think about these issues a little bit, then I'm like, ooh, I'm dealing with some financial aid struggles when it comes to funding my study abroad. So that is an issue right now. And I'm gonna have to talk to my parents about it because Mommy, I need money. No, for real. You got 8K to loan? <laughs> so, no. 9K so we can pay for that August D. <laughs> 9K for that August D. Um, yeah, we got some BTS stands in here. Cringe. I'm not a stan. I'm a fan. I am. Okay. I'm a stan. Kelly, how's your mental health? Um, let's see. It's doing okay. That's about it. You're graduating soon. I am graduating soon, and I do not care crazy enough. I do not care about graduation. Okay, Slay. <laughs> do you want a cookie? Like, what? No, it's more like, like, I... It's just the thing that's happening. It's like, yeah, like, the actual ceremony stuff, like, ugh, but, like, the afterwards, you know, you don't you don't think about that. And that's how I'm living right now. Can I'm I ask you? riding the wave. It's, that's the saying I used to say in freshman year, but mind you, every time I said that saying, a week later, it crashed. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, so, if... <laughs> Because you say like you're like very indifferent to graduating right now. If you had the means to, would you stay the fourth year? I don't know, because it's like, why would I want to do another year of classes that I do not want to do? But I don't know, because it's like, this place is both good and horrible for my mental health. I probably would have, just so I had more time to figure out what I'm going to do. Mm. You could still, still do that, like even after you graduate. Yeah, but like just like, take more classes and see more things. Like this semester, you know, I'm in a drugs class. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like maybe I want to do something with this. But if I never took that class, I would maybe have never thought about that. So like all the other classes that I never got to take because they took them off the freaking schedule this semester no, for some real. reason. Annoying. Like maybe I could have like, you know, figured out or like done more research or like different research labs and done more clubs and stuff. But yeah, mental health overall, it's okay relative to my other moods. But have you been stressed while uh, shooting the pod? Yes. So, uh, what I'm hearing is she hates though. us. Not super stressed. Okay. Do you think that you're mentally unwell? This is for both of you. Yes. Without a doubt, a yes. <laughs> I would say no. Oh, my thing. Nice. <laughs> my thing is, is like, I go through the moods where I, like, I have like a, like a bad day or something. But like, I've also never been to a therapist and I'm a very huge proponent of not self-diagnosing. So like, I feel like Compared to like most college age kids, I have pretty decent mental health. That's I good. would say that good answer. Good answer. That Steve. is a good answer. Good answer, Steve. No, seriously. What I about think, you? I think I'm. Thanks. Uh, I I would say that like I think I'm mentally well. 
uh, or at least I try to be. I think I have a decent coping mechanism, but then also I don't think I do sometimes. Like I sometimes like think that I have toxic traits that I do like just like when I'm alone. But I feel like overall when I'm stressed, I think I can recognize when I'm stressed. I journal, obviously. That's a very like reflective of like trying to get to know me. I wrote poetry today, which was kind of cringe. That's uh, nice. It was about love because I was feeling super lonely. Dude. You just reminded me, cause what was it like last week? We were having a conversation about what does love feel like? And I was like going through my head, like racking my brain and I wrote out all these things. Now granted, this is kind of just based off of the relationship I'm in right now. But like, I'll give one example. It's like love for you feels like love for me in the sense that I want to take care of myself. So that way I can be the best version of myself for you. So you can also be the best version of yourself for me. I also wrote, love feels like being vulnerable, but not ashamed. That's a good way of putting it. You have to be vulnerable to a certain extent. And I talked to you about this where I was like, I feel like my partner is more vulnerable with me than I am with them. So it's like kind of just learning to break out of that and like not be so like ashamed of certain things. Yeah. Shy, have you ever been in love? I think I've been infatuated. Mm. I've been heavily infatuated. I don't think I've ever been in love because to me, like we're talking about romantic love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that part of at least my definition of being in love means someone else is in love with you. It's like a mutual thing, but I would say it was un unrequited like lust and infatuation. Mm. Like I can think back like uh, when I worked in Dairy Queen in high school, there was this guy, I was, a creep. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Well, it, it, we all have our moments. It's we okay. We all have our moments. But like, so we worked together, and he was a year older than me, and it was at the time where like I felt so ugly about myself. Uh, but like, I think that we just clicked. Like, I enjoyed working with him. I looked forward to the shifts that I had. I had a crush on him. Like, he mm. was exactly my type. Uh, he had a girlfriend toxic um that was the first sign where i should have been like stop shy you have a problem with men and who you like i remember that he drove this teal jeep and mm. when i would drive i knew he went to a high school in the neighborhood that i lived in there would be nights when i'd be coming home from my other job and i would take like a longer way home to see if i would see his jeep like in a neighborhood and i would go through neighborhoods uh. to see if i would see his jeep <laughs> no like it it's okay yeah it's okay to, well, you were younger then. You were, I was. I was like 16. You weren't as mature as you are now. And I would never do that now. I think the feeling of love is a lot different when you're like a teenager. The only love that you experience before like getting into an actual romantic relationship is from your friends and family. But BTS showed me how to love myself. Because, I don't know, for me, like, confidence is the most sexy thing. It's like... I'm like, so you're attracted to me? Oh my god, Brie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Brie. <laughs> like, I'm ugly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, have you been in love? <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I don't know. Because, like, I had a big crush on this one person, and I was like, oh, am I in love? Because I was like, but I was like, I don't know if it's love or I was obsessed. Right. And then why, if I was just obsessed because I was bored and hadn't had a crush in like a hot minute. I'm, I'm not completely delusional. That's, that's what I know for sure. Just I think, slightly. I feel like I've developed a sense, like I can recognize when I'm becoming obsessive. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, like I haven't had a crush on someone in a while. So I think like nowadays it's very evident to me when I do like someone, which hasn't happened. Have you always been like, are you straight? I would say yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> See, the whole like going back to sexuality, I remember in like middle school and like early high school, I was like- I'm making a lot of eye contact. I'm oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
I was like, am I straight? Cause I'm like, I don't think there's anybody who's like 100% straight to be honest. Like, Everyone's fruity. I would say I'm like 99% straight because my thing is that I determined that I was not like bi or gay is cause I was like, I don't think I would ever want to have sex with a woman. So that's how I deduced. So I was like, I think I'm like 99% straight, but can I still find other women very attractive and beautiful and be like, yeah. well, like if Zendaya showed up. Make her a little kissy kiss on the lips. Like I've kissed girls before. Mm. Who was the last girl I kissed? Was it me? Oh my God, was it? Yeah, I feel like it was me. 10 out of 10 would kiss again. Good, <laughs> good. I'm like, like right now? I don't know, <laughs> hey, yo. Cut the camera, no. <laughs> but it's like, I don't have like romantic feelings for you. So it's like, Sad. it's not the same. Like, I would feel like it's almost Yikes. the same as like, if you were to just go to a bar and like kiss a random guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like I would say I'm 99% straight. God, well, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, a lot. Right? Like, How do been, you connect everything? We've been talking for di- nearly two hours. I know. Because yeah. I'm just like, God, this is going to be so much editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. Which is fine. Um, but was there anything that we didn't, that I didn't ask, that I didn't cover that you guys wanted to talk about? No? Okay, good. Uh, well, that was Reed Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even give us five seconds to think. No, but I think, I think this was a good conversation. Yeah. We definitely had a good convo. Uh, yes, so sir. with that, ladies and gents and NBs, that's been today's episode. Okay, so you know what we say at the end of the Shy's Not Shy broadcast. We say, "Stay awesome." Stay awesome. Can I do karaoke on this now? <laughs> <laughs>